Hello and welcome to the Efficient Care Podcast, a unique podcast series that brings you conversations with healthcare practice owners and innovators, where we deep dive into their journeys and business learnings over the years. I'm Shruti Merotra, Head of Marketing at Aerogram. In today's episode, we will discuss the ins and outs of sleep scoring with a very special guest, Will Spriggs. He's the president and owner of Sleep Center Services LLC and Apnea Med in St. George, Utah. He has 25 years of experience in sleep medicine under his belt. He's seen and done it all. From working with patients running overnight studies, scoring thousands of sleep tests, attending countless conferences, managing sleep labs, writing textbooks, and teaching college lessons, to founding three companies. Will, we're so excited to have you with us today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Shruti. I'm going to get into the macros of the sleep scoring in a bit, but first tell us a bit about your background and your journey. How did you become involved in sleep center in the industry? Like a lot of us in the sleep industry, I started out as a night tech running overnight sleep studies in a hospital while I was in college. It was a great job to have in college because I was a night owl anyway. Um, and then once the patients went to sleep, I had some time to study for my classes. I was a bit of a starving student, so I picked up here in work at any lab I could find, often working seven nights a week. This gave me experience working with a lot of different equipment, different patient populations, different protocols and different settings. Once I passed my board exam, I was able to use, utilize that experience and write training materials and textbooks for other technicians who are studying for their boards. Um, what does Sleep Center Services do and what made you start one? When I stepped away from my full-time job to start Sleep Center Services, it was definitely a, a leap of faith. I had a great job working with people I loved, running a sleep company with 16 labs and 75 employees. At the time, a couple of sleep labs had reached out to me about doing some contract scoring for them on the side. And scoring was my favorite thing to do. Uh, I had a couple of young kids at home, so I decided to try and make it a full-time gig so I could work from home and spend more time with my family. I was able to quickly build a good client base and eventually hired some just really incredible RPSGTs to do the scoring for me. And since then, we've, we've expanded our offerings to include physician services as well, such as interpretation and telemedicine consults. Yeah, so what do you like so much about sleep scoring when you were young? What about it did you enjoy? You know, I love the technical side of it. Um, I, it, it's always just been really interesting to me what to see what happens while a person is asleep, um, what their brain is doing, what their body's doing. Um, that's just, it's, it's something after all this time, it's, it hasn't gotten old for me. Does it require you to be very mathematical and detailed when you're looking at the, uh, charts? Yes, definitely. There, there's a lot of, uh, specifically a lot of math involved, but also just kind of the mathematical type mindset um, when you're going through and looking at, uh, especially the brain waves, for example, uh, the EEGs, really kind of 
diving into those and um, looking at patterns, um, looking at frequencies and amplitudes and things like that. There's there's a lot of um, specific math, but also kind of that general mathematical mindset involved. Absolutely. Wow, that sounds technical. <laughs> and let me ask you, um, what are some of the most interesting studies your company has scored? We get asked to participate in a lot of validation studies for new testing equipment or even treatment devices. We scored validation studies for companies like Microsoft, Amazon, and Apple as they're looking to ensure accuracy of their new testing devices. It was really fun to see the new Apple Watch come out recently with sleep tracking capabilities in SPO2 because we scored several of their validation right. studies. Um, we, we've also scored research studies for both children and adults, uh, some with seizure disorders, some with Down syndrome. We've really done a lot. It's, it's always exciting when we have a new client come on board who isn't your typical sleep lab testing for sleep apnea. Do you, um, do you use um, an Apple Watch yourself to I do. track your sleep? Yep. <laughs> um, I don't have the newest one yet, but there are some apps that I use to to track my sleep, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty fun to see. It's so cool, yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges that sleep labs face when it comes to scoring their studies? Um, are there any challenges that crop up when you score a study in house? You know, the, the main challenge that seems to cause labs to reach out to us is turnaround time. Registered sleep techs can be really hard to come by, especially in, in smaller areas. And the RPSGTs have a lot of responsibilities in the lab. So it can be difficult for them to get the studies scored right away with all their other responsibilities. We have a large team of just really? absolutely incredible RPSGTs all here in the U.S., who do nothing but score studies for us all day. They do a great job of adapting to the individual needs of our various clients, and they're able to keep the turnaround time to a minimum so the labs can work efficiently. And this allows the RPSGTs at the labs to do everything else that they need to do during the day and have one less thing to worry about. So do some sleep labs have in-house uh, technicians that score sleeps for them as well. Yes, um, that's kind of the, the traditional model. Are these technicians hard to come by because you described how technical and mathematical this field is? Yes. Um, like I said, especially in, in rural areas, uh, uh -huh. they can be very hard to come by. Um, but even in more populated areas, it can be hard to find a, a really good registered tech who meets all the needs of, of your lab because RPSGTs have a lot, um, a lot of responsibilities placed on them in the sleep lab. Um, you know, usually they're asked mm -hmm. to manage the night staff, um, sometimes manage the day staff as well. They're asked to troubleshoot the equipment um, score the studies. A lot of times they're working directly with the patients. And so there are a lot of different skills, um, and, and 
personality uh, attributes that are required to be able to handle all of those responsibilities. So it could be a challenge for sure. Right. Um, have you heard of um, this person who goes by the handle of Lanky Lefty on YouTube uh, by any chance? I don't uh, So he's so. a sleep tech. Um, you know this person? No, no, I don't believe so. No, so, all oh, right. So there's this sleep technician who uh, very much like him started his journey by, with being a sleep technician when he was young and in college. And he is obsessed with scoring sleep studies. <laughs> and he has made a lot of videos on YouTube where, and he, like, I think he goes and teaches even people who want to read their own sleep, sleep graphs, they, they can do it like if they follow him. And um, I think a few years ago, he got diagnosed with sleep apnea himself. And so he has become even more dedicated to this, um, this field. And it's really incredible. I encourage you to check him out. He's very cool and funny as well. Um, yeah. um, so how has the field of sleep medicine evolved during the time you've been in business? Is it acceptable to auto-score studies? Um, great question. You know, the field has changed so much over the last 25 years. <laughs> um, and, and that kind of change can be scary for a lot of people. I'm, I'm a person who loves change. So it's been exciting for me. When I started working in the sleep lab in 1998, every sleep study was done in the sleep lab. And nearly every patient was a 300 pound middle-aged male because those were the patients who the doctors could identify as having sleep apnea. They were all severe. Um, now with home sleep testing being so much easier and less expensive for the patients and with having so many screening devices and mobile apps and things like that readily available to the general public, then we're able to identify so many more people with sleep apnea and other sleep disorders. Um, and, and we're able to help improve their lives as well. Um, you mentioned auto scoring in general, I'm not a huge fan of auto scoring because I feel like it has a long ways to go, but the technology is improving and if it's accurate and able to help labs get their studies analyzed quickly, then there's absolutely a place for auto scoring in our industry. My question, um, is auto scoring the same as AI assisted sleep scoring? You know, we're seeing the use of AI come into the picture for scoring, which I think is a great way to help improve auto scoring and help it become a little more accurate. It's not, it, it kind of is the same thing and it kind of is it. Um, it's, it's essentially auto scoring. But getting feedback um, from from the the score tech from a live person, and then changing um, its algorithms and so forth to become more accurate. So we actually, um, okay. we actually at, at Six Hundred Services, we scored the validation studies for one of the big AI scoring companies out there several years ago, and so that was that was an interesting thing to be a part of. That sounds amazing. Uh, um, what does the future of scoring look like? Like I said, AI is 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 
you know, growing, um, in, I think a lot of fields and scoring, you know, the click field is one of those that we're, we're seeing some AI, um, come into play. Most labs that I talk to still want to have an experienced set of eyes looking at the data, um, including the patient history and the technos and things like that, that, you know, clinical things that AI can't really address, um, and, and wanting the manual scoring with it. Uh, most labs seem to be okay with auto scoring for home sleep testing. That's simpler and it's mostly just looking at sleep apnea. Um, you know, but but in lab polysonography is considered the gold standard for testing. And as part of that, most of the labs I talk to want to continue to use the gold standard for scoring those studies, uh, which is manual scoring by registered sleep technologists. Think that as we um, begin to incorporate more and more auto scoring and AI based assisted scoring, do you think it will impact uh, the way sleep centers sleep centers are accredited? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I think eventually, you know, if if the AI scoring and the auto scoring is able to improve to a certain point, um, then I think eventually that will be recognized by the AESM and, and other accrediting bodies as, you know, something that they, they accept and that they like to see and, and so forth. Um, I think eventually, you know, that will, that will grab hold better. Right. That's what AESM are. Um, they're running a pilot program on this and they have their own data sets that they uh, are standardizing. So uh, we can probably look forward to a future where, um, AI is going to play a big part in the way sleep scoring is done, um, yeah, in the sleep so. centers. So, uh, what is the most innovative and unexpected revenue generating strategy that you have implemented in your healthcare business? And how did it contribute to the growth and success of your organization? Um, I think the most kind of unexpected element that we've added to our services is providing interpretations for home sleep testing, especially for dentists. Dental sleep medicine has really become a huge industry. Um, is it? provides a great mm-hmm. alternative treatment for mild to moderate OSA patients. Um, and we provide interpretations right. for hundreds of dentists performing home sleep testing mm-hmm. for their patients. And it's been really great to be involved in, in that sector of the field. That's great advice for, um, upcoming sleep centers or people who want to get into this business and don't have as much experience as you do. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, at Aragram, we believe that uh, being efficient is your, your business uh, in your business as a healthcare provider also means providing more patient-centric care. Therefore, we ask this question to every guest on our podcast, um, and it's a fun one. What's the most ridiculous way you've ever solved a workflow problem in your healthcare setting? A short mm. tip or um, 
Boy, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, so maybe if you remember, you wanted to go home a bit early from work. Uh, and if you thought about a shortcut to, uh, make things go faster at work. As a night tech, you come up with all kinds of, you know, crazy things to, um, to, to solve problems. Um, you know, we had, I don't even know if I should share this. Um, so we had, I, I was working alone in, in the sleep lab and, um, this was in my first couple of months as a night tech and had this big, big guy, probably 350, 400 pounds, um, who absolutely insisted on sleeping naked. And luckily he was my only patient that night. And we were just kind of in this dark corner of the hospital. And, um, so I said, okay, well, that's what you need to do. I let him do it. And he had to get up to use the restroom a few times that night. And he needed help with all the wires and everything. And so I just shut the doors to our corner of the hospital. So no one else would come in. The, the bathroom was down the hall and this guy, he just had no shame at all. He had no problem at all. Just walking down the hall naked with all these wires on him and everything. And I was walking next to him holding his, his, um, uh, head Sorry, I brought it here for you. And, and, uh, it was, <laughs> it was a lot more embarrassing for me than it was for him, I think, but we made it work. It's hilarious. Thank you so much for the lovely chat, Will. I learned so much from you today. Um, and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your insights with us today. Thank you. I appreciate the time and the interview. So that was Will Spriggs talking about his sleep scoring practice. He's a fine example of how healthcare providers are being innovative when it comes to running their practice efficiently to provide patient-centric care. If you have more such interesting stories coming up, please subscribe to the show so that you don't miss out on the latest episodes. This podcast series is brought to you by Arrowgram.